0: Welcome to the uh, this uh, reaching the young people where you are panel session of uh, Uri My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic from uh, New York City. Uh This is the AA preamble. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other, that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organization, or institution. Does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. About anonymity, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. We respectfully ask that AA speakers and AA members not be photographed, videotaped, or identified by full name on audio tapes and in published or broadcast reports of our meetings, including those reports on new media technologies such as the Internet. The, the assurance of anonymity is essential in our efforts to help other problem drinkers who may wish to share our recovery program with us. And our tradition of anonymity reminds us that a principles come before personalities. The meetings at Yuripa are being recorded, so we ask that you only identify with your first name and city. And sharing. And this is a uh, panel presentation. So uh, we're beginning with speakers, sharing on the topic, followed by question and answers or comments. Um, if you're gonna uh, if you want to share, you can come up, stand near the microphone. i uh, it's gonna catch you if you stand right next to it. And or you can ask questions to any of the panelists. Um, uh, participation during panel presentations is open to all, um, alcoholic or not. Uh, please welcome our first speaker, it is uh
1: Selena M from Paris, France.
2: Selena, and I'm an alcoholic from Paris. Obviously, <laughs> uh, Obviously not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thank you. <Jesus. laughs> um, when I was asked to share this topic, the first thing I thought was, "What the hell am I going to talk about?" And uh, and then you know, and then I started thinking a little bit and. <clears throat> You know, because for me, reaching out to people's in my young people in my area, it's really outside of the meetings. Like bringing the message of the meetings outside. And uh, you know, in Paris, we don't do a lot of that. You know, when I, I I had my you know I got sober in the United States. I got sober in uh, in Princeton, New Jersey. And uh, and we did do that. You know, I was really active in that kind of thing. You know, we. Uh, I spoke a lot in uh, the adolescent ward of rehabs, you know, because I got sober when I was twenty-one, so that was quite young. And uh, yeah, and so so I tried to do that. I organized other speakers, you know, other young people to come and uh, and, uh, and speak. Uh, I spoke at um, out, uh, outpatient groups for adolescents, you know, and um, and. And there were there were a lot of opportunities, but being in Paris, uh, there are you know we're an English speaking group and there, we have much less opportunities to to bring the message to English speakers, you know, because it's it's a French speaking country. So um, you know, but what I what I try to do now is uh, you know I, I was really thinking about it. What do I do to bring the message to young people? And it's much less outside of the program, but where you know we. We started a young people's meeting. I was very active in starting a young people's meeting with somebody else. Um, in that young people's meeting, you know, in Paris, it was not that much—at least not as much fellowship as, as we had in the states that I remember. And so, you know, we we have people come out to dinner every every Friday after the young people's meeting. And for me, it's kind of teaching the new people that are young that there is life after sobriety, um, that there is fun after sobriety, um, you know, and I try to share that, you know, I, I guess everyone was 21 and, I'm, you know, I've got 10 and a half years sober now, and, uh, and you know, try to teach the young people that are new that, you know, it is possible that, I you know, that I try to share the joy of my sobriety, you know, that that I am so happy today. I am so happy, you know, and like, you know, even if I'm going through a really sad time, you know, or this weekend, I was going through something sad, and if you would ask me at any moment during that time, are you happy, I would have said yes. You know, because even though I'm having a sad moment right now, I'm a happy person, you know, and it's because of this program, and you know, and I enjoy life thoroughly, you know, and maybe to them coming in, my life seems pretty boring, you know, because, you know, I, you know, I have a son. I'm married. I do my job. I, you know, I go home. I, you know, make dinner for my husband. I take care of my son. I go to, you know, but like for me, it's really exciting, you know, uh, to be able to have like that monogamous relationship and, you know, to get to know one person and stay with that person for you know it's over eight years now and. and you know, and to, to be a good mom, and you know, it's not, it's definitely not what I wanted when I first came in. Um, so I don't, I don't know where I'm going here, I don't know if that actually helps anybody. But uh, just, just to let people know that, you know, there, there is joy after sobriety, because I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that there was joy after sobriety. I thought that my life was over when I was young. and uh, you know, And I was really happy to have been asked to share, because it made me start thinking, well, you know, we're not doing anything in Paris because there aren't that many opportunities. But let's find opportunities, you know. And uh, I know that there are. I was talking with somebody yesterday that's in my meeting as well. And um, you know, there are like English-speaking high schools. And so, you know, the next thing the next thing we're going to bring up at our, our meeting is going out and speaking and spreading the message to English-speaking high schools and just you know telling our stories and kind of asking if we can go do that. And, Maybe there are some English wards of uh, you know in, or English hospitals uh, that we could share the message. At. Young people are not. Maybe we can go and spread the message that way. Um, so I don't know. That's that's all I have on that subject. Thank you all for being here. Thanks. Thank
0: all right. Uh, let we welcome our next speaker, Keith from Maui, Hawaii.
4: My name is Keith. I'm grateful to be an alcoholic, and uh, usually I'd use my full name if you want to know it. Ask me. After. And uh, my home group is the Primary Purpose Group in Kīhei, Maui, Hawaii. But you'll also find me on every Saturday, Friday at the Friday Night People's Meeting in Kīhei, Maui, Hawaii. Um, I want to qualify a little bit as I. As I Young alcoholic. Uh, when in high school, I took a bottle of Bacardi 151 rum in my locker. and took pulls on it between classes. Um, this is not normal drinking behaviors I've come to understand. And so I was already, uh, I was already ready for this program. Uh, but I did not find it until I was 20, 28, or 29 in uh, New York City. I was a towards towards the end of my drinking. I was a club rat. You know, I would go to nightclubs. You know, just basically, I would come home from work, take a nap. And go out to art galleries and nightclubs night and drink all night, and, uh, and come home. And uh, one night, I was reading up a newspaper uh, uh, to find out what club I was going to go drink in that night, and uh, to see what bands were playing. And, and there was an article about Alcoholics Anonymous, and I read it, and uh, I learned in this article that what people in Alcoholics Anonymous did was they didn't pick up the first drink just for one day. And uh, a few months later, uh, I decided that I needed to stop drinking, and I to my first Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, and, uh, and uh, I heard the message of AA and saved my life, and eternally grateful. And uh, I, um, there were, uh, we didn't really have a lot of young people. We didn't have really young people's AA where I was, but I gravitated to people my own around my own age. And we, uh, people who had more time, sort of shepherded the newcomers and brought us from meeting to meeting to meeting. And there was a routine of meetings that was established. And most of the people were the. Young, were the the people that had disappeared from the clubs that I was in—it's like, oh, this is where you are, you know. And it was big, you know. Sometimes the meetings were like being back in the club with the lights on, you know. But um, I remember one of the most important things that happened to me in my early sobriety was I was about 30 days sober, and uh, a bunch of people said, uh, "We're going dancing tonight, come." Like, no. And I was like, "You can go dancing when you're sober." And it's like I, you know, I didn't know. I thought, that, I thought, you know, my life was over when I when. when mm-hmm. I, need, I learned I need to stop drinking, and um, I went dancing, and it was really hard because uh, I remember I, the whole night I had to, I had to hold a, a, gla- a, a glass of water in my hand because the concept of dancing without something in my hand didn't, didn't really didn't really make any sense. I, I didn't know, but I always I always dr- uh, danced with a glass or a bottle in my hand. You know, I'm an alcoholic. Surprise, surprise.
2: <laughs>
4: anyway, um, I. Uh, I went to another twelve-step program about money, and uh, and in uh, that program you plan out your expenses. and uh, And uh, my sponsor in that program asked me how much money I was going to put in my spending plan for young people's conferences, and I didn't know what they were. And this was like a guy who was like, well, like my age, and uh, and. Um, and I kind of had, young people's conferences, I don't want to go to those things, they're stupid. And he just said, you're going one, we're going like this weekend. And uh, I went and you know, of course like the first thing I noticed was the hot girls, you know, because that's what you notice when you're a young person you your first young people's conference. But then I also got into why I was there, really there, and, and encountered sharing in Alcoholics Anonymous at, at a death that I've never, you know, people really being there, talking about their real experience, strength and hope, not posing. Just being there, and it was really attractive and amazing to me. And uh, and I became really kind of a like conference junkie, and I've gone to a lot of conferences. And then I went to my first I- in, uh which was in San Francisco more uh, years ago than I want to relate. And uh, uh, that was such a blast. We came, a bunch of us came back, and we decided we needed to bid for Icippa. And we bid, and we eventually were awarded the bid and put on Iquipa in New York, like the, the last time it was there. And um, the, that experience was great because I got to work with other young people and, and uh, to do service with other young people so I'm going to spin way forward um, there were still really weren't young people's groups where, where I was and I moved away and um, uh, and all uh, well, that's not really true I got involved in general what happened was I got involved in general service and there was a young people's conference that like uh, as young people's conferences did all the time you know, where I was you know, was financially responsible and got in trouble and, didn't pay the hotel bill, and the area got pissed off, and stuff like that, you know. And uh, I got involved on that committee to um, basically try to do the financial events. And you know, we got hooked up with the, with the federal service area, and kind of kind of patched our 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 uh, patched up the problems, you know, and showed that young people could be responsible. Then a bunch of young people moved to New York from uh, from Portland. And they had young people's meetings there, and uh, they wanted to start one. And uh, I encouraged them uh, to try and do, you know, complete the amends to the, uh, to the hotel. You know, and they wanted, to, they wanted to start a pop a, a, a Popit committee and I encouraged them, you know, why don't you try and uh, clean up the mess of this previous young people's conference first. And they did that. And what happened was, because they did that, that group started with uh, Spirit of Service. And that group that was about, uh, I remember when the group was like three to four people, uh, it's a very large group in New York called Never Had a Legal Drink, and it's like hundreds of people go there. And it was really service-oriented. Anyway, I moved to Maui, and uh, I'm going to try and... There wasn't a young, young people's meeting there either, so a bunch of old farts that live on Maui that had come through, and said, well, we really need a young people's meeting here. And you know, we started grabbing newcomers that were young and going, you're coming to this meeting on Friday night. And, and uh, now there's a young people's meeting that uh, that is... Uh, is, is huge. Every Friday night, we're looking for a new. We, we're going to need to look for a new space now because you can't even sit down. There's there's, there's not in chairs. And uh, you know these kids, they uh, and, and I see people in the room. who have been to it Friday night. People in Kihei, you know, go out and uh, and uh, hang out and uh, go to the meeting after the meeting, socialize and all that stuff. And now uh, I'm the I'm the public information I'm serving uh, my my district as public information chairperson. In, you know, these kids want to get involved in carrying the message and going into schools and, and speaking at uh, meetings. And they came to me. You know, I didn't come to them. They came to me and asked me about that. And, uh, one, th- one last thing I want to say is, uh, you know, this is uh, reaching the young person where you are. Uh, I was in Gothenburg this last weekend, and uh, this young person stumbled into their first AA meeting, and we kidnapped her put her in the car, and she's here with, like, eight days. And that's, reaching you, and that's reaching the young person where you are, you know. Um, and she's here; she's having a blast, and she, you know, like I told her when I when I stopped drinking, I thought the party was over, but actually it was just beginning. And that's what I've learned most about that. But uh, when people say, hey, "Is the party's just beginning?" I thought it was over, and the party's just beginning. And that's what I'm, thats the message that I have to share with young people. It's attractive. Life gets beautiful and fun, and uh, when you, just when you thought it was over, it was all over.
0: All right, the, uh, the meeting is now open for questions and answers or comments. Uh, we ask that you limit your share to three minutes. Questions are welcome from the floor, but please come to the front if you're going to share. Um, the meeting is open.
5: Are there any experience, uh, like, I, I see the biggest difference in Germany where I, there are not so many young people we, we could ever think of um, making such a conference happen. Um, are there any experience like connecting people over the internet and checking a location anywhere in the middle and doing it actually because that would be really the only way I could imagine having something like, like this in Germany?
6: I just want to repeat
0: the question um, I think he said that uh, he's, he's from Germany and that there, you can never imagine putting on a conference like this because there's not enough young people to support there is there any way that you could uh, like connect via the internet or something and, and create uh, a type of conference or something with other people from different areas is that more or less what you would
7: yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, you know my, my experience is that is that this kind of from my experience that's kind of putting the cart before the horse I think it's important to have uh, young people's uh, groups groups that have a lot of sober young alcoholics first before they're thinking about putting on a conference and um, you know the big book tells us that there are alcoholics suffering around us everywhere you know and there are there are alcohol, young alcoholics you know everywhere and uh, you know occasionally one of them does stumble into a regular you know grown up meeting you know and that's that's, I think, you know, where, where to, where to uh, how to do that. You know, my experience is I work with them and I share with them what I have. You know, my own experience, strength and hope and help them to get sober and, and, and then they'll, they'll attract another young alcoholic who needs help. And, and the fellowship seems to grow that way. And I think the meeting, getting a bunch of young people in a meeting together is much more important than having a conference. This is more a celebration of sobriety, but that, you know, nothing involves 12-step work happens at a, at a meeting of alcoholics and alcoholics.
3: Okay. Yeah, I just want to comment on that also, before we, did, we had an young people's meeting, uh, we never really talked to each other, you know, we did, but we didn't have really any fellowship and we knew of each other, but as soon as there was that young people's meeting put in place, they all just flocked to it, you know, and, and we had that connection of, of you know, there's probably 30 people that come out, we started off with four, there's about 30 that come every single Friday. And people from all, since we get so many visitors in Paris, people from all around the world come there every single Friday. And, uh, you know, and it was just about starting the meeting, and, uh, which, which just got us all together.
0: Did you have your hand raised in the back earlier?
5: No, no, I want to answer this. No, I wanted to answer this question. come,
8: on, come a, on up and, and oh, share it. Well,
5: well, there's an internet site we're working for in Germany yeah, uh, for the Young People's Group. Where uh, I think the answer that uh, I think uh, his question is uh, where you can find other colleagues uh, for being in meetings or what is something yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, Germany working for uh, young people age, you yeah, know, on the uh, alcoholics Analyst, the German side, and maybe you can find there something he we, uh, searching for.
4: One other thing that t- t- didn't even occur to me is you know we part- we cooperate with uh, our treatment centers where I live, you know, in young young alcoholics come through the treatment centers and are referred to alcoholics anonymous and we try and steer them to other uh, to other young alcoholics so um, it's it's really the the question I think is finding the young alcoholics you know and, and they'll they'll you know will take care of themselves once you put them together
1: Someone wants to share on the topic. Hi, um, good. my name is Robert. I'm an alcoholic from Dublin, Ireland. Hi, I've been convinced to go to this conference by someone who had more experience with the young people's fellowship and events than, than I do. I, I came into AA at the late age of 36. <laughs> but I'm, I'm realizing. Would you come share by the microphone just to get that? Yes, my name is Robert from, uh, from Dublin, Ireland. And I've, 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 I've realized since. since I, it looks like I'm going since the convention uh, of URICOD is going to be held in my home city of Dublin next year in 2011. And I've sort of been volunteered to work on the committee. Um, I, I realized based on my experience with the service structure in Ireland, which is in fact very conservative. And in fact, has expressed a strong disinterest in things like what they consider to be specialist meetings. In other words, they, they won't list like gay and lesbian meetings or even single sex meetings in the directory. And you know, there's been a big uh, debate regarding the third tradition. And in fact, there was a couple of years ago, and uh, um, there was a there was a, thing, a conference and sort of created the decision that uh, a in fact it was inappropriate for minors, uh, it was for a guest. And there was an initiative about it to get this overturned, which was recently in March of this year, thank God. But still, you know, that's just an, uh, uh, an indication of how conservative that, that element is. What, what I've realized an uh, important thing for us to do for our conference next year is to get the endorsement of our GSO at the very early stages. In other words, make, make sure that we can put the logo on all of our literature, make sure that the event is listed on their website. And make sure that we have our our, del- our area and and what we call individual delegates, which is like constitutional areas uh, province wide, and make sure that there's that this event is being promoted properly and as a legitimate event by the groups in our country. So my question would be, what what are things that we can do to promote uh, the young people in AA as as the uh, according to the ethos of this convention that will cause it to be dis- accepted by that conservative. Sometimes authoritarian element.
4: I have experience with this. This is a great question. We were talking about this last night. There's often a conflict between young people's AA and uh, in, uh, service structure in many areas. And uh, what i found is the best thing is for the young people to actually get involved in service structure, to uh, become GSRs and go to the to the service meetings and do their jobs. And uh, to show up, a bunch of young people show up and make the coffee, and uh, and push the brooms and stack the chairs. And uh, you, where I'm from, any alcoholic can come to a service meeting. You don't need to ask permission or anything. So just a bunch of young people can come, and say young people's group and just, you know, just do the ashtrays, brooms, and coffee. You know, and uh, that shows that. Uh, uh, that you're part of AA, you know, that shows that you're a member of Alcoholics Anonymous is doing willing to do service. And I think that that, that overcomes a, a whole lot of resistance when uh, people see that the primary purpose is to carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers, just like any other any other part of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I don't think it's helpful, uh, from my experience, to invite them to come to you. You know, I think it's more helpful to go to them and say, "How can we be of service to to the?" To, to, uh, the
1: service structure here. I think that's much more effective from
4: my experience.
1: Okay, so if if we're trying to make an appeal to GSO to get their endorsement, we should think of it in terms of service rather than the event itself. Yeah,
4: I mean, the the issue here is you're trying to reach the alcoholic, the younger alcoholic who still suffers. You carry the message of alcoholics anonymous, then the primary purpose is to carry the message to the alcohol still suffers. And if I think uh, if I couch things in those terms, like, well, I usually get a receptive audience, even from the most conservative people, if I make sure that's the emphasis. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Hello. My name's and I'm an alcoholic uh, I just have one thing for general
7: information. There's a video made by alcoholics anonymous the mm-hmm. uh, UK, actually that has uh, played for 15 minutes and it displays the stories of several young AA members how they hit the bottom, how they found broken the program and so forth and it's actually on display on our website in Finland and uh, that is at least one resource of information which can be displayed on the internet to be posted and the uh, young person can go and see yeah, that's what, how my life was
5: it's like sharing through this new technology um, this is
9: Good sort of. mm. Thank you. Thank you. morning, everybody. I'm an alcoholic named Tom from Dallas, Texas. Tom. And uh, uh, I wanted to share on the general topic of uh, finding young people where you are. My experience has been I've got a lot of experience I've done. Uh, things involving young people for most of my sobriety, 22 years and change, and uh, I found in that time that there's a lot of young people, especially young people who may have gotten and stayed sober in uh, uh, grown-up AA, or whatever we want to call it, that uh, that don't see the need for young people's AA. Uh, and my experience has been that trying to convince them is a waste of time, uh, that uh, if this isn't for them. We let them know it's there. And if they say, well, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. Okay, cool. And I move on. Uh, because, uh, I found that in trying to engage in that debate, right? And, and this is my experience. Having engaged in that debate with these folks, I do nothing but polarize. I do nothing but, uh, further in their minds, right? Lots of people think that we're trying to create some sort of separate AA. Uh, and the harder I try to beat people over the head with this I found the more I seem to create the division I'm trying to close Uh, and uh, so my experience has been that I find the folks that are into this thing I find the folks that go wow where can I find other young people Uh, wow really that kind of thing exists that's awesome where can I go I look for those people if I don't find those people in talking to them I move on and talk to somebody else if I'm trying to find young people where I am. Uh, I think there's uh, at least English-speaking AA for um, uh, for Europe. I know there's a there's an email address uh, and that liaison. Um, if you'll get my email address afterwards, I can send that to you. Uh, I know Yuri Pa is trying to do a, a web responder, an internet responders type thing, uh, so you may be able to reach folks that way. Uh, and lastly, my experience about. Um, some of those things about young people's is not AA and that kind of thing. Uh, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There's no requirement to be young to come to a young people's conference. So we certainly don't violate the spirit of that tradition because we're not adding an additional membership requirement. We're simply saying that if you want to find other young AAs, you'll probably find them here. Um, it's not an affiliation either. Uh, because I'm not affiliated. Well, I'm not even a young person anymore, really. Right? I, was, I was a young person once. Uh, but when I was young in age, I wasn't affiliated with young people. I was a young person. Right? I'm a man. I'm not affiliated with men. I'm a man. A men's group is not an affiliation. A men's group is some demographic category, but it's not an affiliation. I, and I think it's interesting that people say, well, men's groups and women's groups and young people and gay and lesbian, that's an affiliation. No, well, no, an affiliation is, I'm also an alcoholic and a member of the uh, you know, American Bar Association. That's an affiliation. That's something I can join. I can't join being a young person. I can't join being a man. Uh, so There's no affiliation there, although we hear that a lot, I think. In the young people's thing, that is some sort of affiliation or a PA, as an outside entity. Alcoholics Anonymous is in the name, right? It's the all Europe conference of young people in Alcoholics Anonymous. That's probably more than my three minutes. Thanks. Okay. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. My name is i nice you. you. Uh,
5: sort of a rambling, but I, I never... Yeah. Yeah, come on and, um, I suppose, my thing is, I, uh, I'd i never heard of young people's AA until this weekend, you know, until I was here and stuff. And we don't have this in Ireland and stuff. And just the question really is a bit like what Robert was saying there. Like, I... He used the word endorse, you know, and I suppose my question really is... This happens in Ireland, you know. I've have, I have visions of going back to my home group, okay? My my sponsors big into traditions, do you know what I mean? Concepts. Our home group is very well structured, do you know what I mean? I, I I'm only two and a half years around, so I learned a lot from that. But I just have this vision of saying yeah, guess what happened? Like Ireland got the next convention, it's gonna be fucking amazing, do you know what I mean? And straight away like things are gonna go off in his head like how this is against something or against whatever. And I can just see like this and me projecting that but I can just see sort of I don't know having to sort of convince people and as well like Robert said use the word endorse and stuff, you know, but I suppose the question really is what what method do you take when you're approaching this conference? Like you're not looking for an endorsement. Do you know that sort of way? You're not looking for permission you're not so should we approach it in the fashion that we're just trying to carry a message full stop we don't whether we're supported by the structure or not supported or do you know what way would you tackle it from that point of okay. view
4: I think you raise a really good point because general service offices don't endorse anything. If you ask the general service office, I, I'm familiar with the general service office in the United States. If you ask them their opinion on it, they won't, they won't give you an opinion. They'll share their experience, strength, and help and the experience of, of other people. So you're really not looking for endorsement, um, I, I think. Um, what was occurred to me as you were sharing, and I don't know if an answer to your question is, you know, we print our literature in different languages because there are different cultures and people can receive our message in different ways. Uh, we have braille literature for blind people because that's the only way they can receive our message. And we have uh, pamphlets in, in some countries for, quote, special interests. And it's uh, not because their message is different. The message is the same message. If I don't drink today, I can't get drunk today. And it's helpful if I work the steps and carry the message to another alcoholic. It's not that we carry a different message, but we package it in the culture or the language of the person who can receive it. Um, and, and I think that young people's AA can be viewed in that in that way as well. It's not a different AA. It's not a different part of AA. It's just a different cultural packaging of the message of Alcoholics Anonymous to reach the younger alcoholic. And in that way, it's no different than a, a sign language interpreted meeting or you know a, um, a Spanish meeting. Or it's no different. Uh, it's just another kind of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's just another kind of format of Alcoholics Anonymous that makes it easier to propagate the message, this life-saving vital message of Alcoholics Anonymous to an alcoholic who would otherwise die. And uh, I think uh, we should always support any kind of... Uh, all of us in Alcoholics Anonymous should always lend their full support to anything that's going to help another alcoholic and doesn't, and doesn't harm AA. And, um, and so I think if that's one way of carrying that objection.
2: Yeah, my name's Gary. I'm from London. Hi, yeah. Gary. Yeah. 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 This thing about young people—how how do qualify, you qualified? Know? So, um, I don't know about any young people's AA back in London. There's like 800 meetings a week in London. There's only one young person's meeting, none other on a Friday night. And when I, I found out about this convention back in Melbourne, and a lot of people said to me, "Why are you going? You, you're too old." You know? <laughs> because, uh, that was their, that was their uh, opinion. you are too old, you know. And uh, I, I was of the same opinion as both of you shared. But when I came to A, I thought this is the end of the line. It's finished. I really admire you saying you can dance with a tin of Coca Cola in you know, because I still can't do that now. I can't do it. You know, I still, have <laughs> my fears. I mean, I've, I've, i a lot of conventions back in London and a few foreign conventions, and when I see people dancing. With no alcohol around, it's still scared, I don't know, scared stiff. You know, I'm still self conscious, I'm still trying to overcome that thing. But, uh, this has been a great convention, I, I, I'm glad that Dublin worked for next year, and see how they, and hopefully if we scream loud enough next year, maybe 2012 London would it, you know. But there's, there's just not enough being done for the young back in London, because uh, I think they're all of the same opinion that when you come to AA, you're going to meet a lot of part-based drugs. We're going to be able to tramps, you know. And it's the end of the line. And still today, even doctors in the medical profession don't know enough about AA. So they think sending you off to a psychiatrist is going to get you well. They send people off to detoxes for twelve days and then send them back out to the world you with know, no mention of AA. I think there's only one way for AA people of our type, alcoholics, to get well, and that's to come to AA, you know, the twelve step program. You know, the youngest member I've ever seen is twenty-six back in the mummy, you know, and I sadly went out there again. You. you, know, I did see girl you know, at 21 coming a couple of months ago, but she's not around no more and apparently her little despair, you know I think, they come in they still think they're coming because they're sleeping in all of an old, old old man room, you know, but I'm, I'm, I feel young I came in when I was 40, I'm nearly 46, and uh, I feel like a boy at 21 you know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise how childish I was, you know <laughs> We're all we're all we're all kids. We're all still kids. I mean nothing. and the one thing I like about alcoholics is the way we get so wound up, we get so angry over the most smallest and trivial of things. Look one saying the coffee maker, you not having a cup of coffee now, she went down into the meeting. I want my cup of coffee. i still doing my like a, I can still do it today, thank God I realise it, you know, but I'm I'm glad I'm not one of these people that's never I'm gonna grow up. When I came in, I was 14-year-old man with emotions of a 14-year-old. I'm, I'm just coming up to my 18th. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you are all invited to my part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hi everyone. My name is Mia. I'm a boy from Stockholm. Hi, Mia. So one. Uh, I was just going to share just a
6: little bit about how the young people meetings here in Stockholm has expanded and grown so beautifully. I came, I came to uh, the young people's group, that was my first meeting about 12 years ago. And, um, and I also know the history of that group, the first group that started. Um, uh, but I'd say today we have two meetings, two, two young people's meetings. And uh, I'd say it's so much a matter of attraction rather than promotion. It's like because we create, or I should—I'm not so active in young people's groups right now. So, but I, so I'll just speak from anyway how I know that they work, and um, I do attend them occasionally. Certainly, I love these meetings, but I go mostly to other meetings. Um, but we create a really strong fellowship around the meetings. It's like in our, in our second meeting that and started that I think a year and a half ago is uh, young people's rock and roll meeting. And it's on Friday yeah. nights, and it's really a party. It's like first we have a one hour meeting. <coughs> the shares are focused on you know, um, having fun in writings. You know, Two young speakers will come up and share that. How oh, I'm enjoying my surprise. I'm having a good time. It's really done. Everybody really this. And then after the meeting, there is fellowship of either or Yuki or disco or something, you know, playing music and hanging out together for a couple of hours in the same room. And I just think that these things, and from the, <coughs> the older, young people's people on Saturday nights, we all go out and eat afterwards, always, 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 always. And it's like, that's what kind of encourages the newcomer to hang out and sort of relax and just be amongst us and figure out that it's not such a bad thing after all. So
8: yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sebastian. And, uh, I'm an anthropologist from uh, Denmark, Cullen. I, I should move over here? Okay. Okay, um, I'm really happy to be at this convention. Um, uh, I live in in, uh, in a little in a small town in Denmark, and uh, and when I came in, there was not really that the young people um, in uh, in the city um, in A. Um, right now? Uh, all I want to say is right now? Uh, me and uh, and uh, I have found like two other guys um, who live from other small cities, we came to this town and we tried to start a young people meeting. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it, it really gives me hope to be at this convention uh, with young people. And I've also been in Copenhagen sometimes, uh, where they have some, uh, in Denmark, where they have some young people meeting, to try to get some, some contacts and try to, to see how they do. And, and we really want to, I really hope for, for that we can, we can make like, um, Say like, like like you just said like like some some place where just where you can feel like, like you can do that thing you know hang out what you call it that you can that you can do as a young person because I mean the old the old guys they they have something together but it's more like a like a coffee uh, a coffee uh, cake thing <laughs> and and it's really great for them but I just feel like we need something. That, that also can attract other young people. I will I will hope that, that I can be, yeah, not like an ego thing, but that but that that I can help to bring some other young people in the city. Uh, so they come and see something, some hope also for young people and some fellowship. Yeah. So that's just what I want to share. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I want to add something. Uh, in, in Moment of silence. Um, you know, the way that I got my me- the way that I got the message was I read about Alcoholics Anonymous in a newspaper that was about my life. You know, and that's the kind of place that a young that's the kind of thing that a young person will pick up. And I think it's kind of important that public information committees think about where to do their public information. Um, I'm really grateful that they chose to put this um, article about Alcoholics Anonymous in a message that, that young people who are going out clubbing, you clubbing, know, put a message in the newspaper that young people who are going out of clubbing are going to read. Uh, and, uh, and I think that kind of thing is really important in reaching the young alcoholic and what mm-hmm. the PI communities are to think
7: about that. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Um, Come on up. Yeah. The amount hey, I mean, you know? of you guys talked about um, like working mm-hmm. with... Professional communities and letting them know about, uh, mm-hmm. you know. You haven't really touched on it, aren't you screens? Yeah, well, I, I don't, I'm more along the, more along the lines of uh, more informal experience, I could say that, you know, one thing that I've noticed has been helpful, if you're in your local area and you're trying to build some young people's momentum around, if you start a meeting, I was kind of compelled by uh, the guy, we're together, he's, It's out in Timbuktu a little bit, you know, you trying to bring some people together. I personally think those types of meetings if they're done right, and you inform your local community at, at, uh, on a wider basis, you might have a really strong response if they feel like the only people in AA know about it, but you know, you go to some hospitals and institutions where they might have you know people that are under treatment and say, hey, look, we have a meeting, and have younger people coming through, or anybody, any alcohol, for that matter, that wants to come and attend. You know, we want to make sure you're aware of it. And you know, I, I found that that's been really, really helpful too, because what we get stuck in, especially in the US, is we get stuck in a sort of young people's only channel. And and then we end up saying, well, nobody's. but, And we only have reached out to where we might see this type of uh, group or opportunity or something along those lines. And we miss kind of the wider spectrum of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know. And, and it's, just, it's been shared here, like the guy from London, you know. I mean, it's like. You know, the, the whole premise is young, they say young is any, anybody who has room to grow, et cetera. Um, and, and the thing I've found that's been most helpful in having successful AA meetings and events is making sure that the AA as whole is informed or your area is informed about what Alcoholics Anonymous is doing, whether it's a young people's meeting or any other kind of meeting. So, I don't know, I, I wanted to just talk about that. Because if you have a bunch of doctors in your area or hospitals, You can go to them and say, hey, look, we're going to start this thing. Yeah, people that you think might be interested, please let them know. Because it might be more readily available for them to get that information to those people there than maybe an advertisement or or maybe something along those lines. So I just wanted to share that because it's worked. I've seen it work.
3: That is something that we've started doing in Paris in in our inner group is sending, we found all the doctors, anybody that's English speaking, all the therapists, all the psychologists, um, anybody that's in healthcare, and we made up little cards saying do you think you may have a problem with drinking with a number on the back, a meeting list, we sent them a letter with the preamble and then a little extra about, about our meetings. And uh, we just sent them to everybody, and because uh, France has a really hard problem, has has a difficult time uh, with twelve step. You know, there's there's one rehab in all of France that practices twelve steps. The others give you mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and you know, and it's it's a real problem. You know, because people go to rehab with an alcohol problem. And they come out with an alcohol problem and a Xanax problem, you know? And it happens all the time, and they can't get <laughs> off it, you know? And, uh, and it becomes very serious. Um, <laughs> we're, we're just trying to spread that message to doctors, and
4: uh, yeah. As I'm sitting here, I also am uh, reminded that one of the things that uh, I try to get off the ground in Maui, but didn't really get off the ground, was offering. Uh, subscriptions of the A Grapevine magazine, I don't know if there's a similar magazine in Europe, uh, in the European countries, to uh, high school ga- guidance counselors and high school libraries, uh, offering them to, for the uh, service structure to pay for them, so that the message of Alcoholics Anonymous would arrive in guidance counselor's office or in the high school library so on. Like and uh some, some places were receptive to that, and, uh, and that's a place to remind, to remind uh, people who uh, could steer uh, the young person to us that we exist. I think that is important
7: to just know we exist. So, uh, believe it or not, people still don't know we exist. I have a question on that line. Because Mike's probably picking me up. Is Kim? Um, is anybody informed on this? It'd be great. Is is could we? Because I know um, the Grapevine does these podcasts. They do. Uh, you can download the uh, the read the red stories from, especially young people. And if you could collect those and maybe put them on a, a site somewhere that's specific to your local area, that might be something else that's compelling. And I don't know if that's even legal, Not. but um, because you can download them, you can download the stories and listen to them if you subscribe to the website, or or maybe the young people's group could subscribe to the website and make the, the you know the sound you know the information available. I don't know, just thinking all that. You post the links to the podcast on your website. Yeah. Well, it's copyrighted information, so you got to be a little cautious. Yeah, actually, I have a little experience because I was a former great chair in my area, and
4: uh, no, can't do that. It's uh, they're pretty uh, jealous about protecting their jealous uh, about protecting their intellectual property rights and certain things. You're just
7: not allowed to copy. left if you want
5: to share any comments.
7: Is there I have a question. Is there anything going on in Europe that is kind of a uh, young people specific web resource that talks about you know what's going on collectively throughout the region, maybe a, a, an area where you know anybody from you know like YuriPa would be a great conference, but maybe something where collectively people post our meeting happens here, this event's going on here, and kind of a, a general uh, Gathering
3: area
9: online
3: that people do. Has anything like that
9: happened? Not that I'm aware of. Don't know. Dot info. <laughs> dot info. Dot info. If you know of a young people's meeting in your <laughs> area, if you would go to dot info and post that information, it's a, uh, it's the start of a uh, worldwide
10: an online picture group for young yeah, people's meetings i'm chris, I'm an alcoholic. Hey, chris. Um, i've been uh, really lucky to be on the icky Popo's committee in new york and serve as international outreach and try to um, expose myself and see what's going on with everything international and i came across um, aa europenet um, which is the continental european um, I guess English-speaking AA GSO kind of thing, and I don't know—I don't know how the whole structure works. But when I came across it on their main page, they have a link for young people, um, and I don't know who runs the whole thing. Um, if you Google AA-Europe.net, um, I sent them an email um, when I was initially starting trying to do my ACPA outreach. And within a couple hours, I had responses from um, a number of people from all over Europe, um, um, from Milan, from Prague, from um, and all European folk that just spoke English. It was they weren't all expats in America. Um, and then from that, I also found out about um, someone who's doing an online young persons meeting. Um, um, it's called, I think it's, I, don't, I can see me after the meeting, I can tell you about it on Skype every Monday night. Um, it's based out of Milan, so it's at 9 p.m. on Monday nights. Um, but that resource I found as some kind of European young people's thing was on aa-europe.net, and I'm expecting it to grow some more as I figure it out. Thank you. Uh, this is all the
0: time we have. Uh, thank you for being a part of this meeting. The next meeting uh, will be the closing meeting and sobriety countdown, which is in the main uh, room in just a few minutes. Uh, please t- help us by taking your chairs to the,
2: uh, the main room, if you would. Uh, if you have any
0: questions, please talk to anyone at the Yuri POP.